look, BC fans have been asking for multiple good teams on campus for years now. And we've got women's lacrosse. Can't, can't complain about that. And it was only what, 10 years ago, five years ago, the BC hockey was that next team. But man, BC baseball is doing everything in their power to make us all fall in love with the bird ball. Let's get into that on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On BC. AJ Black here. It's Monday, and you know what that means. We're going to talk a little BC baseball. This weekend, the Eagles did Georgia Tech at home. Now, Georgia Tech, if you're a, B, uh, a baseball fan, they've, they've been a good historic program. I mean, Boston fans know Jason Veritek Gar- went there, Nomar. You know, they've had big players there. They're not, they're not as dominant this year. You know, they're behind BC. This year, they head to BC. And what does Boston College do? They go out and they win two out of three games. And it it was an interesting weekend because the first game, it, it just seems like this is always the case. BC goes out and loses the first game and then comes back and wins game two and three. Now, BC in the opener fell behind 5 nothing, and then rallied back uh, with back-to-back doubles by Fetr- Joe Fetrano, uh first baseman and second baseman Patrick Roach to make it a one-run game but they couldn't get that winning run across. So they fall in the first game, but it's just the character of this team. They go ahead in game two. You got, Joe, you got Chris Flynn out there who goes out again. This is a division three transfer from Roger Williams. He goes out there and pitches six innings, allows six hits, scatters uh, three walks and has nine strikeouts. Again, BC goes out Andrew Roman, another transfer from a D3 school goes out and throws a perfect inning in a third. And you get clutch hitting with home runs from Vince Simini, who is first home run of the year and Travis Honeyman, his first home run of the year. So BC goes out there and they, they even up. the last game was absolutely nuts. It was nuts because BC, uh, go, they go up early and, they watch their lead dwindle in the top of the eighth as, as Georgia tech rallies it rallies to tie it. So what does BC do? I'm sorry. They didn't rally to tie it, but they got, they were climbing back into the game. BC scores 12 runs in the bottom of the eighth, 12 runs to score to win 24 to 12. That's a good football score right there. Unfortunately, Georgia tech missed their two extra points, but 24 runs on 21 hits. Now, Georgia Tech had four errors, and, I mean, I, I invite you to go look at the box score. Uh, the eighth inning is insane. Uh, Cameron O'Leary, home run. Uh, McNulty, triple to right. Uh, Bat- Bar- Baruch walked. Mercado doubled. Honeyman reached on fielder's choice. M- McNulty walked. Fratrano flied out to right. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. I mean... I guess that's a good win, right? <laughs> when you score twenty four, po- when you score twenty four runs in a baseball game, you can't complain. So, four straight ACC 
uh, series to start the season off is has won all four of them. Three of them are against ranked teams. Georgia Tech is still a, a solid win. And, you know, you have to look at this team. They were ranked 13th in the country at the end of last week. They won against a ranked UConn team in UConn, at UConn, uh, in UConn, if you want to call it that too, because it feels like you're, you go into a vortex when you go to stores. Um, and then they go and win two out of three. So they won three out of four games this week. It's a 750 winning percentage. Uh, I think it was Chris Vogel on Twitter, and I want to give him credit for it, saying that ranked 10 through 13, 10 through 12, excuse me, all lost multiple games this week. We all know that rankings are completely flawed and, and skewed, but there is no reason Boston College baseball should not be a top 10 team. They have done everything. They're 20 and six right now, folks. This is the best BC baseball team BC has ever had. This is the fastest they've ever won 20 games. They are second in the ACC Atlantic only to Wake Forest, who is playing out of their minds. This team's good. It's very good. And we're not just talking like BC good, like, you know, feeling good. They're, they're, as I've said, they are on their road to hosting a college uh, uh, baseball playoff home series. They are, uh, you know, easily going to make it to the ACC tournament. They are looking to their postseason bid. If you have not made your made it into your routine to follow BC baseball, this is the time to do it. You know, I get message boards, I get social media, and I, you know, as someone who has eight, you know, humble brag, like eight thousand followers on my personal account, and I, I have my other accounts, I see and I get the griping and complaining about what BC athletics has become. Believe me. The football team is not fun at times. The basketball team is not fun at times. Every, you know, all these other teams that are Olympic sports are not fun at times. You've got, you've got now women's lacrosse. And for some folks, that's not an answer. That's not what they want to see. But lacrosse is one of the fastest growing sports in America. You can, you can do, you can like that. And then if you're going to, if you that, go to the sport that is the America's pastime, baseball. Mike Gambino has taken a team that was projected to finish seventh in the ACC Atlantic and has them ranked a potentially top 10 team with postseason berth on, on um, almost inevitable right now. If you just want to sit and complain about BC sports, go for it. That's your right. But there's a, a great alternative playing in Brighton right now that is fun. This, I think tickets are free. They are beating good teams. They are beating them consistently. <clears throat> They've got fun players. I mean, look at Chris Flynn. As again, I said, he's a D3 transfer. If you like fiery pitchers, guys that are like screaming and yelling, I, I, I like those in, the, in Major League Baseball. Flynn is exactly that. Guy makes a, gets himself into trouble, get, gets himself out of jams all the time, and he's yelling and screaming into his glove when he goes off. Those are the types of players that makes baseball fun. This baseball team is, and they should be a top 10 team at the end of this week. So get ready. Next week, they have a tough, a tough go. They get UMass, which shouldn't be that tough. It's not like UConn last week. 
And then I believe they hit the, I think it's them hitting the road. Yeah. They hit the road for a three game set with Louisville. Now Louisville, <coughs> Louisville is one of the best teams in the country. Uh, they, but right now they're struggling. They are 20, well, struggling a little bit. They're four and five in conference, but they're 21 and six. So this is going to be another massive matchup because of course, Louisville is going to be a top 10 team again, a top 25 team. Can BC go on the road and take two out of three or, or even more against a very good Louisville team? This is going to be one of the toughest tests they have, but right now feel good about your, your BC Eagles and head over to Brighton. If you get a chance to watch some of these games, um, they're, they're a lot of fun. Now in our second segment, we're going to head on over to basketball because basketball has a new transfer uh, target that I think is worth talking about because not a lot of folks know about him. And I think you're going to want to know everything about this kid before the end of this week. Now, before we do that though, I want to tell you about Built. The Built March Madness Bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. So go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for the Cookies and Cream Puff. It's my favorite. And when you want to win, you go and you vote and support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but I love Locked On and... Uh, excuse me, but one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to built to have built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to buy built, you got to try them out. They're the best protein bar and 100% covered in chocolate. So don't walk, run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop on in and support locked on BC AJ Black here. I apologize, I hold again. Um, if my voice sounds really scratchy, it's that I'm good for once a season. I get uh, a little cold and that's where I'm at right now. Now, BC basketball has three spots for if the bad news would ever happen where Quentin post enters the NBA draft or enters the transfer board, but we don't know that yet. Right now they're at three. Tomorrow Langford is gone. TJ Becker staff is gone and they have an open transfer portal spot. Now you're going to see BC linked to a ton of names because that's what happens. The college basketball writers love to talk about who has contacted a recruit. Those contacts are <coughs> fun to talk about, but they're all like, they're like a preliminary um, hello. Like, like, like if you're on a, on a dating service, like that first, like, Hey, how you doing? You don't ever agree to go on a date, which would be a visit or anything like that. But where a lot of these guys are at. And a new one that popped up that I thought was interesting is past that. Hello. It is uh, actually moved on to this kid has BC in his final grouping and his name is Daniel Ortiz, no related to David Ortiz. Um, and he plays for Northern Al North Alabama. And he placed his top six list on Twitter yesterday with BC making that list. The Eagles were joined by Minnesota, UAB, Tulane, Liberty, and FIU. Now, it's an interesting blend of schools for this kid because he's from Louisiana. So you see a couple Southern schools with UAB, Tulane, and FIU. And then you have some of the bigger schools up North, like Minnesota, Liberty, and BC. He averaged 14.8 points per game and shot 40.8% 40 40 from three-point range on way to becoming the Atlantic Sun All-Conference team second team. Why should this guy be intriguing to BC? 
He shot 40% from three-point range. That would do it. He had his best game of the season against North Florida, which I've never heard of as a team, when he scored 32 points when he went 11 for 16 shooting, which is a good shooting game. But you break down his stats even more, and in that game, he shot 10 of 14 from three-point range. I see, a, I see a theme here with BC and some of these guards they're going at. Coasey Reeves of Florida, who they have coming on campus in a week or so, I see him more as that DeMar Langford type, but they want another three-point shooter. Between Reeves, Claudel Harris from uh, Charleston Southern, who's another guy who's going to be coming on for a visit, he shoots 40%. Uh, they just brought in a class of 24 kid. They're bringing in a lot of guys that can three-point shoot because, well, BC was terrible at three-point shooting last year. And if you watch this team, you don't need to be told that. When they were playing well, the, the three seemed to fall. That was not an issue for BC. But there were games where it just was not happening. <coughs> Excuse me. But when you... When you go to the transfer portal, when you look at what BC needs, they're looking at a guard. They're looking potentially at a big. But it seems to be a lot of guards that they've been interested in right now. And I think that they're going to probably push to get true freshman Elijah Strong, who's a 6'8 forward from South Carolina, who we have an exclusive interview up on Eagle Insider. You can sign up for 50% off today. But... This kid is interesting. Now, truth be told, you can look at him and you can look at numbers I feel are deceiving in college basketball because when you when you play in the Atlantic Sun Conference, which I actually I don't really know all that much about, it changes because the level of play changes between that and the ACC. So I want to give credit to Eagle Diesel 9 in our comment section on our message board on Eagle Insider, who broke down how he played against Power 5 programs. Now, again, he's playing with Atlantic Sun teammates. So this is still a little skewed, but it kind of gives you an idea. He didn't score against Georgia Tech in 15 minutes of action. He dropped 16 against Memphis and was 4 for 5 from 3. He scored 7 points against Colorado and was 1 from 5 for 3 and dropped 22 at Ole Miss and was 6 for 11 from 3. So, again, up and down against Power 5 pro opponents. Again, these are all comparing apples and oranges, but just a, a different um, a different uh, statistic that you can use to kind of measure where you think this kid is at. Now, basketball right now, I think it's till April 10th, is in a dead period. Meaning you're not going to see a ton of movement uh, because the coaches can't reach out to players. I believe I think the recruits have to go. The, it has to go the other way. So it's going to be a quiet couple days. Um, actually, it's April 6th. Excuse me. So it's a couple of days. It's going to be quiet. But then you're going to see Coasey Reeves on campus, Claudel Harris, Elijah Strong. I, I'm telling you, we're going to be all over all of this on Eagle Insider. So make sure to check that out. And before we hit our final segment, there are a ton of new subscribers to our YouTube channel. We're pushing towards 1,000 subscribers. 1,000. There is only one other BC channel that has more subscribers than we do on YouTube, and that is the BC Athletics channel, which has like 5,000. We want to get to 1,000. 
We want to be your leader in BC Sports Talk. So subscribe today. We want to get to that thousand. We're 150. Last I checked, I think it was 156 away. And I want to I want to show the world that we we can do this. We can go out there and have a top notch site. So like this like this video. Subscribe. We're gonna get there. Thank you all who have already done so. Now in our final segment, I I had a little thought about the offensive line, and one player that I think could play his way into the starting lineup, and I'll give you some reasons why in just a moment. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. Hope you all had a great uh, weekend. I want to shout out a former uh, friend of the site, Grant Salzano, who I wrote with with BC Interruption. He was on the WWE Wheel of Fortune um, this week. He went to BC. He's a BC writer, loves hockey. Um, and he won uh, two rounds of, of Wheel of Fortune, like two games, and is actually probably at WrestleMania right now. Um, with Natalia, if you follow wrestling, I thought that was kind of cool. But let's get into football here. Our final segment, we're going to end our show with football today because this is more just a, a a thought process. So, you know, last year, my whole that's of line needed to be serviceable, and they clearly were not. They were nowhere near serviceable last year. They were a complete train wreck, and it was hard to watch. Now, when I when I was talking about you know the players coming out of this year, I think our top five players that are going to play this offensive line, it seems in my brain, are set. It seems like they're not going to go anywhere. They're going to be those five guys. That being said, there's one of the four that I think is still up for grabs, and that's that tackle position. It's the right tackle. Logan Taylor is the odds on favorite to win that. But I don't think he's a given. I don't think it's a given spot for him. And, and Halfley would say all of the positions are, but I mean, who's going to challenge Christian Mahogany or Drew Kendall or, or Ozzy Trapilo? It's not going to happen. I do think there's a potential that Logan Taylor doesn't get the starting job. And that Jude Bowery, a sophomore out of St. Francis Academy could end up taking that spot. Now, he put on, I think I saw 25 pounds of this offseason. Um, he almost worked his way onto the field last year. He <coughs> he looks to be the part. He has, you know, I think the staff has been really high on him. There's the potential that he could, that could be a position battle that we're going to watch for. Could Bowery play his way into over, over Logan Taylor? You know, Taylor is a high upside guy. Bowery's a high upside guy. So there's a, there is a potential here I'm telling you that we could go into next year with Trapila and Hergel Mahogany on the offensive line and with Jude Bowery. I think it's not that out of the ability here, folks. So just a, it's just one of those positions. Now, Logan Taylor could go out there and smoke him, and we're not going to find that out until August. Uh, maybe we'll watch a little during the spring game and there might be a little bit we'll be able to tell there, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure what we'll see. That's going to be something that we'll wait and see. Now, in terms of this weekend, it was quiet on campus. BC women's uh, lacrosse uh, absolutely annihilated um, Pitt. 
And Jen Majid had, I think it was seven goals in this game. They went 17 to two in the red bandana game at home. Uh, and so another big win for the girls. Uh, they, they had a huge week and they're going to have continue with a game against Notre Dame coming up. So that was another big win. Uh, recruiting. I said, I have a crystal ball up in on Eagle insider for a recruit. I think you're all going to want to know about up on the site. So check that out and follow me on Twitter at AJ black underscore BC. I'll be there. Um, I'm going to head out because I don't, I think you guys are probably done hearing me. Uh, my, um, hitting the cough button so that I don't cough into this thing. Uh, but thank you all so much. I'm going to check the chat, see if there's anything going on here. Um, uh, <coughs> so let's check this out. Um, all right. Comments. Let's end it with comments. Frank Ryan crush a terrible UMass team midweek in the biggest series in a long time in Louisville next week. Yep. Talking baseball. AJ picking the vet women's tag to do the live bar broadcast vet move. I don't know. Oh, women's tag team. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I will be watching WrestleMania. I'm going to try to get out of here and watch that a little bit. I've been really enjoying that. Um, Peter Caruso says next up is Amherst on Tuesday. Who thinks he, we're going to pulverize them? Um, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to go that we're there yet, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, all right, and I think we have a bunch of – I think that's where we're going to stop right there. Okay, right, folks, thank you all so much. We'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.